Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Sylvia F., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Tuesday, March 21st, 2017. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page 25, and we are reading the first, parag- the first paragraph for context and the second paragraph for content. Today's readers are Beatrice C. on the 12 Steps, Sherry KB, 12 Traditions. Our readers are Karen T., Camille G., and John K. Our newcomer greeter is at the end of the meeting, Melanie C. The reference numbers for Monday, April 11th, for the 7 a.m. meeting is uh, Eastern Time is 9817. 9817. For the 10 a.m. meeting, Eastern Time is 9818. And uh, this morning's meeting, Tuesday, April 12th, 7 a.m., is 9821. And I announced when we first started the meeting, it was in a March. No, today is Tuesday, April 12th. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group that has has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Beatrice C. to read the 12 steps. Beatrice. Star one, Beatrice. I can do that, Sylvia. Okay, there we go. I'm sorry. Okay. This is Beatrice from California, uh, compulsive overeater. Uh, The 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, excuse me, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me to service. Thank you, Beatrice. I will now ask Sherry KB to read the 12 traditions. Sherry? Good morning, Sylvia. Good morning, everybody. Uh, this is Sherry KB in Northern California, grateful, recovered, compulsive. I read her. Thank you for your service. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for a group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. 
Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and public media of communication. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And I pass. Thank you, Sherry. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirements for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 25, and it's the first paragraph we're reading for context, the second paragraph we are reading for for comment. And I just also want to um, let you know that tomorrow we'll be looking over the asterisk appendix to the spiritual experience, so we'll be doing that on Wednesday. So I will now ask Karen T. to start the reading. Karen? Star one, Karen. Hello, can you hear me? I can hear you now. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Hi, my name is Karen T. I'm a recovered compulsive reader in Louisiana. There is a solution. Almost none of us like the self-searching, the leveling of our pride, the confession of shortcomings, which the process requires for its accessible consummation. But we saw that it really worked in others and we had come to believe in the hopelessness and futility of life as we had been living it. When, therefore, we were approached by those in whom the problem had been solved, there was nothing left for us to do but to pick up the simple simple kit of spiritual tools laid at our feet. We have found much of heaven, and we have been rocketed into a fourth dimension of existence of which we had not even dreamed. The great fact is just this and nothing less, that we have had deep and effective spiritual experiences which have revolutionized our whole attitude toward life, towards our fellows, and towards God's universe. The central fact in our lives today is the absolute certainty that our Creator has entered our hearts and lives in a way which is indeed miraculous. He has commenced to accomplish those things for us which we could never do by ourselves. Excellent. Um, I'm Karen, compulsive reader. Um, this is why we can say we're recovered, because we, we've been revolutionized. Our whole attitude towards life has been revolutionized. Something has happened. We are not the same as we were before. So, um, and that's, you know, Nothing less than a miracle. It's a great fact. Um, 
I can say that's true for myself. I am not. My attitude had totally changed. I was a very selfish person. I used to lie a lot. And those are just examples. But I, 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 I'm not as selfish anymore. Some days I am, some days I'm not, but usually I'm not. And um, I try and be as honest as possible. Um, but that's just, that's not, I'm not catching the essence of it. I'm just different. I think it says somewhere else in the big book, our, our roots are in new soil. It's just different. Something's happened. Um, and that's the spiritual experience. And then I love this sentence because it, the one sentence in this paragraph has a homonym in it. We can read this, that our creator has entered our hearts and lives in a way which is indeed miraculous, which is true. Or we can say our creator has entered into our hearts and lives in a way which is indeed miraculous. And both work. Um, I believe my creator has entered my heart and my life. But I also believe that my creator lives in a way inside of me which is indeed miraculous. I've been thinking about this for a few years, and I think that Bill meant the verb. That's the way I read it. Our creators enter our hearts and lives in a way which is indeed miraculous, but I don't know. I have no idea. But that's just... Anyways, both works. And so whenever this paragraph is read in a meeting, I'm always curious to see how the reader reads it. Does does our creator live in in our hearts? Or has the creator entered our hearts and lives? So, interested, and people want to comment about that. But the main point is it's miraculous. And one of the byproducts of this deep and effectual spiritual experience is that the food doesn't call to me anymore. Food is in its proper place. I can now eat to live instead of live to eat. And um, I have certain foods that I need to stay away from because I'm allergic to them, and that's easy to do. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Karen T. We're going to now open it up for sharing. And um, remember that we're, uh, we're commenting on the second paragraph on page 25. And who do I have who would like to share? Teresa B. Uh, Lisa that was a pile. Lisa J. Dana K. John K. Teresa D. Teresa D. H. Charles H. Do I have anybody else? Stephanie N. Stephanie. Jody E. Q. Jody E. Q. Okay, that's a great Rocky one. Eye. Rocky Eye, and we'll stop there for now. Okay, I've got Lisa J, Dana K, John K, Teresa D, Charles H, Stephanie N, Jody EQ, and Rocky I. Lisa J started by Dana K. Lisa. Thank you, and good morning, moderator. And if you wouldn't mind, um, I'm driving, so I can't time myself. But I just, I love the sentence that, that he was catapulted into a fourth dimension. And I just um, want to say that that is true for me. That's been true for me since I entered Vision for You. And the food sort of wilted um, in my life. It, it had a very strong presence in my life. But once I got into connection with my higher power, who I thought, by the way, I was connected to for years, um, the food just melted away, the need for food, obsessing for food. Um, But I also have found that I can walk away from that experience. If When I say to my higher power, okay, God, thanks for equipping me, thanks for enlightening me, I got it now. And and I've done that a few times in programs. Before I've gotten into the food, I remember what I'm doing. I mean, I'm I'm almost convicted of what I'm doing in my spirit. And I, I run back under the protection of my higher power. Um, 
it's not just physical protection, it's emotional protection because, you know, that's what got me here. Um, it, bad thinking, stinking thinking. And I have come to absolutely, in my recovery, I've come to adore um, at the end of Bill's story, the paragraph about Bill not feeling good, his friends still haven't, you know, he hasn't gained the trust of his buddies, he's you know, dejected, but then he says, you know, I went into the hospital, so he's going to do the help, and he's, he's down, and he's low, but he finds that helping another alcoholic sets him on his feet again, and that has come to be a precious, precious paragraph to me, because I know that that is the only thing that is going to keep me sober, is staying close to my higher power and getting out of self and ego. Um, I love ego, that edging God out. And um, I just am so grateful uh, today um, for, for having the tools to cope through life in a healthy, healthy joyous, and free manner. And I thank you all, and have a great day. I'll pass. Thank you, Lisa J. Uh, Dana K. Followed by John K. Hi. Good morning. This is Dana K. I am a newly recovered compulsive overeater. Sylvia, thank you for your service. And if you would time me this morning, I'd really appreciate it. I've got you. So, thank you. Thank you so much. So this paragraph. Wow. Um, so he has commenced to accomplish those things for us which we could never do by ourselves. My first thought waking up this morning was not about food. It wasn't about when I would get it or how I would get it. You know, are my hiding places safe? Do I have enough chocolate? Do I have enough chips? Do I have, you know, whatever I'm going to need for this day with food and my food plan, am I going to be able to get it? Or just the opposite, I used to wake up thinking about, oh, my gosh, I'm on a diet today. Will I be able to, you know, do it? Oh, I have to give something up today. This is terrible. I didn't also wake up today consumed with fear, you know, just fear of life, people, places, circumstances. And I didn't wake up this morning dwelling on how someone had wronged me yesterday and how can I get back at them or what can I, you know, do to someone else today? And the last thing is I didn't wake up feeling completely overwhelmed by life's circumstances. Not to say that living, you know, in the solution today is just a, a piece of cake. Pardon my, my little saying there. But, you know, I, I do live with um, circumstances which are really difficult. And yet, because... Um, God has entered my heart today, my higher power. Um, I can live in a way which is indeed miraculous. So for me, the kind of the question of this paragraph is um, step two, and actually it's all the steps, but do I want to go on living in my own strength today and my own willpower, which failed me desperately, which had me face down over time and time again in the food? Um, it wasn't enough or am I willing today to pick up the simple kit of spiritual tools that are laid at my feet um, and that that's the question that, that's the question for me today even in recovery am I willing to do 12 steps today so that I can be recovered and pass the message on and live life with God in a totally different awesome way today so that last sentence, he has commenced to accomplish those things for us which we could never do by ourselves. Commenced, um, I looked it up because I just wanted to make sure that it's to enter upon or begin. So I'm not there yet. I'll never be, be there. I'll never be cured of this um, disease that I have. But I, God will give me the power today, my higher power, to accomplish those things which I can never do by myself. And that sounds like the time, so I am <laughs> <Yes>. really grateful. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sylvia. I am Dana Kay, Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater, and I pass. Thank you, Dana Kay. John Kay, followed by Teresa D. John. Good morning. Uh, uh, this is John Kiernan, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in, in Los Angeles. I mean, I love 
the fact that it talks about the deep and effective spiritual experience, which, you know, then later translates to me into a deep and effective life experience. You know, uh, it's funny, long before I got involved with Vision for You, I had always taken uh, people through the steps and jumped over to spiritual experience, and I thought this was my wonderful idea. Obviously not. Um, and the other thing is I love uh, when we do get to the spiritual experience yesterday, uh, I love it because I went to a meeting for many years, Friday night meeting, where that was read every week, and it really was an important thing for me to hear, and then with people that are new in particular, uh, you know, in particular, the, you know, the most of our experiences are of the educational variety when it comes to spiritual experience, and uh, um, I know that was certainly the case with me. Um, uh, it wasn't the thunderclap experience that Bill had, and, and I think it, you know, for most people it isn't, and I think that's why, uh, you know, they got that in there as quick as they did. They didn't even wait for the second edition. That was like, stop the presses, and it was in the second printing of the first edition, because I think it was so important to help people, you know, get an idea that this is different. This is different than the kind of spiritual stuff you were sort of had jammed down your throat as a kid. And not necessarily jammed down, but for a lot of us, it was it was hard to, to grasp and, and we sort of walked away from. But now we had to somehow find a way to get an open mind, um, you know, to have uh, an ability to reject our old ideas, you know. And 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 it, and it isn't easy for some people to lose that I hear people still bristle at the word God sometimes. It, it took me a long time to get to that point. And I'm, you know, after 35 years in program, I still have old ideas on certain words. You know, um, you know, creator, almighty, father of life just brings me back to my childhood. And, and I need to remember it's a legacy from when the program started. And, and at the end of the day, it's still really all about, you know, what it says on page 45 about helping us find a power greater than ourselves to help us with our problems. And, you know, I know that's certainly what happened to me, and that spiritual experience, you know, it was deep, like it says, but that depth was was slow to come. It it, it, it happened more and more over time. And, uh, you, know, it, you know, it's happened for me that, you know, 35 years I've been without a drink, 22 years uh, without eating after a horrible, horrible relapse. And, but more importantly, it wasn't just about how to stay away from drinking and drugs and, and, out, and food, but it was about how to then live life and live life happy, joyous, and free. And, you know, that comes down to that God consciousness talked about in the spiritual experience. And then just, you know, the thing it says at the end that we, we, we sort of changed that God is doing for us, we could not do for ourselves. And God knows I had a long time trying to do it myself and it never worked. And with that, I pass. Thank you, John Kay. Teresa D, followed by Charles H. Teresa D, star one. Hi, this is uh, Teresa, and I'm a compulsive overeater. And, uh, you know, this is so true for me. Um, I have um, been given the gift from God. God is truly working in my life today. And um, because there is no way that this compulsive overeater could stop eating on my own, um, you know, I used to be full of ego and, and stuff and, and think, uh, I don't need God, I don't need God. And um, today, you know, if I had to, I would scream in the middle of the mall that thank you, God, for giving me the gift of abstinence. And, um, you know, I used to think that, that was a cliche, cliche when people would say that. But today I really mean that. And uh, thank God for this program. Um, so thank you. Thank you. Charles H. followed by Stephanie N. Charles H. Good morning, all. Charles H. A recovered compulsive overeater, and um, the central fact and the deep and effective, you know, yeah, that's good stuff. It takes me. It reminds me of um, in Bill's story, before Bill, you know, got recovered. Um, he he seen Ebby, and they were talking on page eleven, and he says, um. Here was something at work in a human heart which had done the impossible. My ideas about miracles were drastically revised right then. And if, if I could take you to Bill's story where it says when he was in the grips of his addiction and he says he was 40 pounds underweight and he couldn't, you know, so that takes me to, um, you know, in all readers and hours we hear, oh, a thin body. Sin is not healthy just like fat's not healthy. 
We don't hear that in OA. We hear, you know, I'm spiritual and I got a thin body. Sin is not healthy. Um, and, and I also remember Bill saying on page nine, being unmindful of his, um, of his, you know, his recovery or whatever the case. I'm paraphrasing. Um, he didn't care about Abby. He just wanted his drink. I, I, could, I, I get that. You know, so, you know, as recovered people, I think we should be mindful about that person that's coming in, you know, obesely, you know, morbidly obese. You know, we shouldn't be telling them that, you know, you need to get in a thin body. That don't mean that you're healthy, right? We should be saying that the definition of, of, of abstinence, working towards a healthy body weight, you know, and, and you know, and, and, having, and for me, having a deep and effective spiritual experience, you know, we hear so much on the line and in Ovaries Anonymous, you know, food and weight is not the problem. So how can we keep talking about it? You know, I, you know we should talk about food and, and, and the great victories that we're having and, and, and not worrying and obsessing over food, but we should be carrying this message like you guys do so greatly. You know, um, I went to two Ovaries Anonymous meetings yesterday, and I handed out, you know, although, you know, Everybody has their own agenda or whatever, but I handed out the numbers to Vision to you. So you're going to hear a lot of new, you know, people that don't know nothing about Vision. And I said, you know, this is a great program that you can – they're looking for sponsors out here. So, you know, I'm carrying a message to them of the, the great hope. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Charles H. We've got Stephanie N. followed by Jody E.Q. Stephanie N. Star One. Thanks, Sylvia. Um, this is Stephanie N. Recovered in Kansas. There was nothing left for us but to pick up the simple kit of spiritual tools laid at our feet. We have found much of heaven. Um, For me, heaven seemed like it would be a peaceful place. And um, when I used to feel overwhelmed trying to control the food and control my thinking around the food, um, my old reaction felt less than peaceful. It felt horrible. It felt loud and noisy and Um, My old reaction was to control and to plan my food, plan my exercise, and um, I would just cling to that diet mentality and all the ideas um, that our culture tells us about food and exercise and, and, you know, what we should be doing, and and I would would cling to my self-will, which really gave me a false sense of control. Um, when I came to the program, I was looking for a way to moderate my food. I was looking for a way to control it. And um, I learned that this program is not a program of moderation. Um, And so when I was actually rocketed into that fourth dimension, my thinking was elevated to a new way of thinking and my mind was completely renewed. Um, Now, when I'm feeling, you know, off, when I'm feeling um, separated from my higher power, those, um, feeling out of sort, my new reaction is to lean into God, to lean into the steps and to get back to that place of peace. And I do that by pausing, asking God for what I need and listening. Um, I go to God for everything now and I don't feel ashamed or unworthy. I've stopped hiding and running and trying to control everything around me. I just, I get quiet. Um, And so this new way of living, this new way of life feels very peaceful and balanced. And for that, I'm so grateful. Um, Thank you, Sylvia, for your service and I pass. Thank you, Stephanie. Jody EQ, followed by Rocky I. Good morning, everyone. This is Jody EQ, a very grateful recovered compulsive overeater in California. Thank you, moderator. So the first sentence, there is a solution, is italicized. And what a promise that is. What hope that gives someone who is still in the food or in the alcohol. To be told that there actually is a solution. I tried for years to find that solution. First, before I found OA, and even after I found OA, I was still looking for a long time. And then it goes on to tell us what is required. Self-searching, the leveling of our pride, the confession of shortcomings. Almost none of us liked to have to do this, which is probably true. Who wants to do that? But we saw that it really worked in others. 
And as I've said before, in, when I was early in OA, I used to go to AA meetings because it was there that I heard and saw recovery. I didn't see it much in the rooms that I was going to. And I needed that. I needed to see it. I needed to see that this really worked. And then I was able to believe, indeed, that this must work because I see it working in others. And I certainly believed in the hopelessness and futility of my own life as I had been living it. So when I was finally approached by those in whom the problem had been solved, there was nothing left for me to do but to pick up the simple kit of spiritual tools laid at my feet, which I did, working these 12 steps, and I have found much of heaven, and I have been rocketed into a fourth dimension of existence of which I had not even dreamed. It is a wonderful promise. And I am so grateful to be one of the many on this line who can claim that. I have been rocketed into a fourth dimension. And it is nothing short of miraculous to be free of the craving for the foods that make me crazy and to be living life on life's terms one day at a time present in each moment, surrendered to the will of my higher power, is an experience you must not miss. May you find God now. Thank you. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Jody EQ and Rocky I. Can I be heard? Yes, you can. Uh Good morning. This is Rocky. I have recovered in Tempe, Arizona. Thank you, everybody, for being on the line. Um, and I'm driving. You can please help me with the time. I'll appreciate it. Uh, this is so true for me. I, I have come into uh, God's world. Who knew? Um, when I uh, got connected with the big book and I read that it's a solution right away, right away it gave me hope but at the same time was like oh man like defeated but as I learn and as I uh, continue to learn and study oh my god there is a solution this is the solution uh, I never um, consider including God in the equation. I had head knowledge of God, but I didn't know this personal God that is for me, that has plans to succeed me and not to harm me, and that I am forgiven um, after I had to do my, my, my search, my look at myself, because I, um, I used to be the victim. Today, I am victorious, you know. I am in the realm of the spirit, I, I, I have been catapulted to a fourth dimension where I can see people and um, consider, you know, what's their story, you know, what, to where I was so self-righteous and judgmental. Um, so my mind has been transformed, um, and um, I might quote something else. And for to you know, being able to renew to um, to a different truth, um, and so I'm just so thankful that there is a solution. It works. Um, it has worked for many many years. It continues to work, and uh, I just want to encourage all the newcomers. Um, it is a spiritual solution. No easier, softer way. So the purpose of the book is to help you find God or a higher power. And so either take it or not take it. Um, I can assure you that your misery will go away. And if not, we can give it back 100%. Uh, but just give yourself a chance. Be open mind and, and um, listen and continue to persevere. You will be amazed before you are halfway through. Anyway, with that, I'll pass, and I thank you, everybody, for your um, time. Thank you. Thank you, Rocky. Um, this is Sylvia F., and uh, I have a, just a brief uh, intermission. Uh, we're going to carry on with um, uh, commenting on page 25, second paragraph, 
tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, April 12th, we will be talking about the spiritual experience, which is the, um, the asterisk. And um, if you listen from the beginning, I first said it was Tuesday, March 21st, off by a month. Then I said it was Tuesday, April, April 12th. So today I'm saying finally, three, three times the charm, today is Tuesday, April 11th. <clears throat> and with that, let's go back to sharing. Who would like to share? Reggie O. Reggie. Got you. Wendy well, M. Wendy. Got you. Kathleen O. Kathleen O. Sherry KB. Sherry KB. Okay, well, we'll stop there. Reggie, Wendy, Kathleen, and Sherry. Reggie? Hey, good morning, Sylvia. Thanks for your service and everybody on the call this morning. This is Reggie O, and I'm very grateful to recovered here in the Los Angeles area. And that's, I have this one un- sentence underlined in orange in my book. It so stands out. There is a solution. And, uh, you know, when we're... Uh, when we go through this process, we can actually say to uh, anyone coming into the program, which is a powerful, powerful statement, there is a solution, you know, because we've lived it. And I remember before I had been in uh, Vision for You working it since August, but I had listened to a few meetings here, here and there over the past few years. And I remember one meeting that stood out for me. It was a special edition. And the woman said <clears throat> that the solution is in that second paragraph that we read today. She said the solution is the is that the, the absolute certainty, the solution is that our creator has entered into our hearts and lives in a way that is indeed miraculous and has commenced to accomplish those things for us which we could never do for ourselves. So that that is the solution to our problems as I you know, as I understand it today. And the way there is the spiritual toolkit that's given to us. And we work the spiritual tools in the program that becomes a way of life, and we it is a it's actually guaranteed right here in these two sentences that we have these deep and effective spiritual experiences that revolution our life revolutionize our lives and and I've also struck today that uh, it said you know we have had deep and effective spiritual experiences. Uh, it doesn't say we've had you know deep and effective spiritual conversations or ideas or thoughts or material, but we have had effective spiritual experiences, which is uh, experience is very powerful. You know, I've been a, I've lived in my intellect for a lot of my life and thoughts and insights and things like that. It's very, very different than a spiritual experience that kind of, uh, you know, takes over, takes over my heart and my being in a way that uh, thoughts and ideas uh, never could. So, uh, this is this is an experience that we live. It is it is a way of life, and uh, it's uh, it's unlike anything that I've ever experienced before, and any path that I've ever taken. And uh, you know, it's amazing sometimes what it takes to come back to get to that part where we're, you know, willing willing to do the work, and 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 then something takes hold, and you know, I think gra- grabs us if we really stay with it, you know, and do the work and work the steps. Something grabs us, and then you know we start to realize that amazing awakening and changing, and then you know, and then then there's the spiritual experience. However, it comes, whether it's sudden like with Bill W, or whether it's over time like you know they call the educational variety. It's yet an experience that changes and revolutionizes who we are, and we're different, and and the compulsion is removed, which is the miracle. Uh, thanks so much. Thank you, Reggie O. Wendy M. Followed by Kathleen O. Wendy. Yes, good morning. It's Wendy Wendy M., uh, recovered in Colorado. And uh, Sylvia, thank you so much today. And um, I love this. I love all of it. But, um, you know, it says that which have revolutionized our whole attitude, our whole attitude. This thing is complete. And uh, revolutionized, I looked it up, changed something radically or fundamentally. Uh, And both were true for me 11 months ago when I put the food down. I was entirely abstinent, entirely willing to do whatever my sponsor told me to do. And indeed, revolutionized um, is so true. And I I love the kind of changes that are showing up for me. Um, 
in, it just in terms because revolutionizers is a program of change, um, complete change through action. And um, I find myself saying things like to my husband or to people at work, I don't know, what do you think? It is so freeing to say, I don't know. Because before this experience, it was, boy, I better know. Boy, I better make something up really quickly. Um, And that would just make my whole world tight and small instead of big, large, and open. Um, Or I might say, sounds like you might be right. Sounds like you might have the solution. Or, gee, that's a good idea, you know. And it just revolutionizes me and the people that I'm interacting with. Um, The other way I see this change happening so much is in my text to people. Um, Before I send a text, I have to look at it. And God kind of scratches, you know, he knocks on my door. And God says, what are your motives here? What are you trying to achieve by sending that text? Um, oftentimes I'm deleting texts. I'm deleting emails because I look at it and I say, I'm, I'm still a self-seeker. I'm still wanting something from this person. You know, I, I spent my life using people as best I could um, and getting what I could get from them. And now, you know, it's, it's honestly, it's not even me, like, editing these texts, deleting the text, deleting myself seeking on those texts. It's just God. God's like shows up. But it's because the food's down, right? And so I'm unblocked. And so I can hear God say, no, 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 that would be self-seeking again. And it just feels icky when I'm self-seeking. It doesn't work anymore. It feels freeing and open and loving and safe and complete when God just completely takes care of me. Um, so, so much, and also so much of the revolution, this change is, as everyone has said, my thinking. I had no idea the degree to which my thinking was ill. You know, the food is just the beginning. My thinking is so ill, and that's my time. Thanks for letting me share it. Thank you. Kathleen O, followed by Sherry KB. Good morning, Sylvia. Thank you for your service. This is Kathleen O, recovered compulsive eater in Northern California. Hello. Go ahead, Hello. Kathleen. Can you hear me? Yes. It, it's right. Kathleen O. Right now. Okay. Uh, keep going here. The great fact yeah. is just this. Hi. And nothing less. Hello. <laughs> uh, one second, uh, Kathleen. Sherry, if you can hear me, it's Kathleen O, and then it's your turn. I'm sorry. I thought you said. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, Kathy. <laughs> okay, thank you. The great fact is just this and nothing less, that we have had deep and effective spiritual experiences which have revolutionized our whole attitude toward life, toward our fellows, and toward God's universe. And this is a fact. I mean, this is the real deal. You know, all I ever wanted to do was to stop eating. And my day was consumed on wanting to stop eating. And all I wanted to do was to eat. And my day was consumed about eating. And it was, it was absolute insanity. And, you know, God's doing for me now what I couldn't do for myself, which is nothing short of a miracle. And it's the result of working these steps. It's the result of working them every day. You know, I take a shower every day. I brush and floss my teeth every day. I work these steps every day. It's something that I need to do on a daily basis. And when I do, I'm safe and protected. I can trust and rely that when things are challenging, I'm going to be okay. Um, you know, I really needed a brainwashing when I came into this program. I needed to, I needed to change how I thought and acted. And, um, you know, today I don't have to live in fear anymore. I'm surrounded by loving family and friends. I have time to make a difference in my life rather than just spend my whole day thinking about what I'm going to eat next. Um, you know, I can just, I can come from love and tolerance and patience, and, and that is what I strive for, and most of the days I'm pretty successful at it. <laughs> you know, there is so much hope, and there is a solution, and that deep and effective spiritual experience really is not to be missed, you guys. Um, don't quit before the miracle happens, because all sorts of miracles are going to happen, um, working these steps and staying in this program. Um, and thank you. With that, I pass. Okay, Sherry KB. Good morning, Sylvia. Good morning, everybody. This is Sherry KB in Northern California, Grateful Recovered Compulsive Eye Reader. 
Um, I love what everybody's been saying, and uh, what comes up for me is that that deep and effective spiritual experience um, that revolutionized and changed my radical thinking, um, and it changed in radical behavior um, for me that um, my higher powers entered into my life in a different way than it ever has before, and what I mean is on a daily basis. Like, instead of being Sherry-centered, I'm more higher power-centered, and that makes a difference in my life because all I could think about was myself and the food, how I was going to get it, and um, blame everything in the world on everybody else and not take responsibility um, internally. Um, I, you would never know that um, coming from the outside, but that's how I used to think a lot. And by being in this book and working the steps, it's revolutionally changed me in asking my higher power to help me to be useful to God, to others, and to myself. Because I know when I'm useful to myself, I help others and I put God first in my life. And um, that spiritual experience is just that, you know, I now have guides and directions on what to do and how to go about my life. And I'm so grateful for that because, you know, when I was in the food, it lasted for about three or four seconds, and then I felt worse the rest of the day. And with this, I feel so much better when I'm working the steps, when I'm living in 10, 11, and 12, when I'm being of service to others, when I'm taking somebody through this book, when I'm learning to have love, patience, and tolerance in my life, and my attitude towards people and and in the world is so different and is revolutionaryized um, because I was always putting myself first, not consciously knowing that. I didn't know I was doing that. I didn't get how selfish, dishonest, self-seeking, and afraid I was till I really went through these steps. And it's made a huge difference in my life, and I'm so grateful for it. And um, I know that tomorrow we're going to be reading on the spiritual experience, and I know for me it was the educational type. Um, I didn't have a burning bush, and... Um, we all have different experiences, and I just, I just love the words revolutionized, great fact. I mean, if you notice in this paragraph, it says it twice, great fact and central fact, and just that the Creator has entered into my life on a daily basis and throughout the day. And instead of leaning on the food, I lean on my higher power in these steps, and this is what, and it's like the Energizer Bunny. It keeps on giving, and uh, food is no longer my master, um, and with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Sherry KB. Uh, we have uh, only a little over a minute, and so I'm going to slip in here. Sylvia F., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in California. And let me just put on a timer for me. And um, so here we're talking about the deep and effective spiritual experiences, which we'll be talking about tomorrow, um, and reading it and talking about it tomorrow, and which we know is sometimes slowly, sometimes quickly. And it says that our creator has entered our hearts and lives in a way which is indeed, indeed miraculous. And I know that when I first came into program, I was willing to have a spiritual experience, but I didn't know how to have one. And so, you know, just one foot in front of the other and working the steps and trying to pray, have an open heart, because I didn't know even what it would feel like. And um, I remember one of my first ones, it wasn't the first one, but one of the first ones where I knew that I'd had a spiritual experience um, my, we had a family member going through a very kind of vicious divorce and custody uh, battle. And I, I was getting caught up in it because of my, you know, my, I was a grandmother. And uh, I remember being in the shower and uh, not knowing how to handle myself and, you know, praying, but not knowing. And so that spiritual experience is saying, I don't know. That was first for me. And then uh, what happened is all of a sudden I could hear a question or a voice asking me if my hatred for this person was greater than the love of my grandchild. And that question took me to my knees. And that is the beginning of when I knew that there was a connection and that I could be directed. And the way I feel about it now is that I don't have to wait for a two by four or a four by four or a four by eight upside my head. I can listen more closely more often and get the direction and make it easier on me and easier on everyone in my life. And that is the miraculous of, of how life, my life has changed being in a God directed and God centered life. And with that,
I pass, and we have now come to the end of our sharing. Um, thank you to everyone who has shared. We will now close with the reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. And I will ask Camille G to read A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Camille? Star one. Star one, Camille, we don't hear you yet. I guess I, John K, can you come up and read a vision for you? Wow, I actually do a backup once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, John. <laughs> All right, um, John Dearman, um, your uh, your backup person, on, unless, Cam- unless Camille just showed up. I, nope. I I'm sorry, I had technical. All right, Camille, take over. <laughs> I. John, I think you better go for it. John, since we can hear you, Camille, uh, okay. All right, okay. So, um, our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask Him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Well, thank you, John Kay, and thank you, 